Welcome to the Weekly Yes And Podcast. This is the Weekly Yap. I'm your host, Travis Thomas, the creator of Live Yes And and the host of the Weekly Yap. And this is episode 41. This is the Freedom Dialogues. And right now, currently, I am up in northern Michigan with my family. Here on the 4th of July, it is a huge tradition with my family. We all gather. My grandmother, she's 97 years old, and uh, she has a little house on the lake up here in northern Michigan, and uh, she built uh, a house across the street from hers uh, probably close to 30 years ago for her grandkids. There were six of us, and of course, now there are a ton of great-grandkids between my siblings and my cousins, and so every summer for 4th of July weekend, we cram between 30 to 35 people into six uh, bedrooms uh, between two houses. Uh, We uh, throw cots in the garage. We have the occasional tent. We cram as many family members as possible, and uh, it ends up being just the best time of the year. It is family on top of family, and we get to play on the lake just enjoy sort of just the uh, the perfect weather of northern Michigan at this time of year. And uh, as I was hanging out with all of my family uh, this week, and it was the 4th of July, Independence Day here in the United States, and I was thinking a lot about this idea of freedom and freedom. And most of us are looking for freedom in one, if not many, areas of our life. It might be financial freedom. It might be physical freedom. Uh, looking for freedom in our relationships or just a freer peace or sense of mind. And it got me thinking about, huh, I would really love to talk to some of my family members about what does freedom look like to them. And what I found myself being attracted to were the younger members of my family and really wanting to pick their brains and talk about purpose and talk about what freedom means to them and their life pursuits. And so uh, as you will hear from these conversations, I, uh, I just started recording with the microphone. You'll hear a lot of conversations <laughs> happening around us. You might hear dogs. You might hear little kids. Um, you might, there's, there, this was in the backyard, lakeside. There's a lot of activity going on, but I think the dialogues really capture sort of a nice authenticity and openness and honesty uh, from uh, a lot of my, uh, my family members. And I think we had some really, really uh, great discussion as a result. So for all of you out there, it's going to give you a little bit of a window into my world as far as my family. And I think it's very telling, especially for the youth of our generation, from my eight-year-old son all the way up to, you know, we've got uh, uh, 24 and 25-year-olds who are kind of hitting their professional life, a nice span of, of what young people are thinking about as far as purpose, authenticity, and being free. And so uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. These are the Freedom Dialogues on episode 41 of The Weekly Yap. Hi, I'm Bailey. Yeah. I don't know what else you want me to say. Bailey, how, Bailey, how old are you? 17. 17? 
Are you uh, you going to be a freshman in college this year? Yep, I am. What, uh, what, what, what school are you going to? Hope College. Hope College, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey, when you think of freedom, not like in a patriotic way like freedom, you know, but when you yeah. think of like, you know, what what would freedom look like to you? What would freedom look like to you? College is freedom. In what way? From your parents. Don't have to listen to what they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. What are you know? What, what what's the freedom that you're looking forward to being away from home? Being able to stay out past twelve. Yeah. 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 What do you think goes on past twelve? Not good things, but you know, Holland's okay. Yeah. So you're going to Hope in Holland, Michigan. Yes. Yes. What was what's the reason that you chose Hope? Uh, I like the area, and I like the programs that they have. Like specifically, like what kind of programs do they have? Science. I like their science research program, yeah. Do you want to go into science and research? Yes. Why? I just think it's interesting and want to help people with my knowledge. All right. But what kind of way do you want to help people? Well, I want to clean their teeth and make their smile brighter. So you want to become a dentist? Yes, I do. All right. Why do you want to become a dentist? Um... For that reason. Because you wanna you wanna help people yeah. have a prettier smile, cleaner mm-hmm. teeth, healthier yes, teeth. Yeah. yeah. Where does this come from? Well my aunt's a dentist. And I've been watching her. Yeah. Yeah, for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. She's really been my inspiration. <laughs> Alright, at the microphone now we've got Shepherd Thomas. Shepherd, how old are you? Eight. Here, say that again. Eight. Hey, Shepard, you are eight, and uh, <clears throat> it's 4th of July. Shepard, what does freedom mean to you? Being free. <laughs> All right, so being free. So when you think about what it means for you to be free, what does that look like? <coughs> heaven. Heaven? Yeah. So freedom to you is like heaven? Mm-hmm. What do you think heaven is like? Describe heaven in the way that you think about it in your head. I think of it how it's awesome. Awesome. What would be so awesome about heaven? You get to see your family. You get to see your family? All right. But your family's all here right now. Uh-huh. Who else are you going to see? Your friends and the people or grandma, grandpa that you never got to see. So like, you can see them again. So like meeting family members you've never met? Uh-huh. What, el- what else is heaven like that makes it so free? Uh, feeling good. Feeling good? So you, do you think that like heaven is all about feeling good? <laughs> yeah. Is there any bad stuff in heaven? No. No? Not really. No. What kind of things do you think that you get to do in heaven? Everything. Like what? So you wake up in heaven. What's your typical day look like? Do the stuff that I usually do. Besides school. Besides school. So what would you do in heaven that you don't do in a typical day right now? Uh, Go snorkeling. Go snorkeling? Uh-huh. You want to go? So yeah. the only difference between heaven and your real life right now is being able to go snorkeling. And and going to swim with sharks. You want to swim with sharks? Yeah. Why do you want to swim with sharks? Because they're awesome. They are awesome. Well, you live in Florida. Don't, maybe what's stopping you from swimming with sharks? 
Um, the fact that they don't have any in Jupiter, the fact that I want to go to the Bahamas. I usually hear stories about that stuff by the living sharks, but well, there's sharks. I want to see one. There's sharks in Jupiter. Um, spinner sharks. Spinner sharks. I think there's lots of different sharks though in Jupiter. Do you, th- do you think about sharks when you're swimming in the ocean in Jupiter? Sometimes. Does it scare you? When I'm surfing, it, it doesn't really scare me. It doesn't really scare you? Because you're just like, whatever, they're sharks, no big deal? Uh-huh. Yeah? Cool. So heaven for you is your normal life plus some snorkeling and swimming with sharks. Yeah. And that's freedom to shepherd. Yep. So right now we've got Holland Thomas. Holland's also my son. Holland, you are 11 years old, correct? Yep. Yep. So Holland, today is the 4th of July. We're talking about freedom. So like, what does it mean to be free for you? Um, being free for me is is basically uh, basically doing whatever you um, want and basically just having a great time. And I feel like if you do that, like, you could do amazing things. What kind of things do you want to do, sort of, like, if, if you were, like, as free as you wanted to be, mm-hmm. what would you do? Um, I mean, I'd probably go skydiving because I like, I like, I like watch people skydive and it's really cool. And I always get nervous to do that, but it always looks so fun. So it looks nervous, it looks kind of scary, but uh, you want to do it anyway? Yeah. Do you think you'll ever go skydiving? Maybe, probably. Yeah? Uh-huh. All right, so skydiving is something that you'd want to do with your freedom. What, what other kind of things do you think about when you think about there's no fear, nothing can stop you, what kind of things do you want to do? Um, I don't know, I would probably, like... <laughs> I probably swim with manatees. I actually I like manatees, but I'm like nervous to swim with them yeah. for some reason. Like I remember Trin, she went with her friend and uh, swimming with manatees, but I just get really scared. But I feel like it's gonna be like it would be really cool if I tried it. Yeah. What What do you like about manatees? Um, I just like that they're. I feel like they're just like I've heard that they're really nice uh, creatures. And I would just like to swim next to one one time. I think I thought that would be really cool. All right. What, what do you do when you're not feeling free, when you're feeling afraid? How do you respond to that? Trusting yourself and knowing that you could, you could do it. Like, there's nothing that's holding you back. It's just your fear. You can't, it, fear can't stop your happiness. So, so where, do passion. You, where do you go to for inspiration? Um, I usually uh, go to God and ask my, or ask my family sometimes, but yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, so it is uh, the Fourth of July now. Mike, how old are you? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Now, Mike. Old. Mike, you're one of my nephews. <clears throat> Yes, all I right. Am. You you live in Michigan currently. Today is Fourth of July, so it's you know it's all about freedom and liberty. But in your own personal oh, life, uh, what what does what what would freedom look like to you right now? Right. What are you, what are you doing on a day to day basis? What what's what's you talk? I, I heard that you I usually say, wake um, up about eight thirty uh, and look at my currency pairs. Okay. What is what is that? Uh, Forex, so foreign exchange market. Okay. Kind of like when you go to Canada, you give them a dollar, the exchange rate might be like a dollar twenty-two mm-hmm. in Canadian money. When you come back, it could change. So I try and uh, profit off the dollar going up or down. Okay, all right. And what, what got you into that type of work? 
Um, Are you gonna plug them in the, the uh, internet? I'd say okay. through social media. I've, 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 well, actually, I heard about it last summer, but I didn't have any guidance. I didn't know how to do it, and so I kind of gave up. And then I finally found some guidance, and uh, just went from there. And so you've been doing it for a few months now. Yeah. So what 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 is it about that kind of work that you enjoy? It's it's exciting. Nice. Thr- it's, there's a thrill involved. I, I guess I love thrill. Um, it's fun teaching people too. I'm not I'm not a pro, but uh, I still can, you know, tell you a general direction of which which way the market's going to go for the week. So freedom would be yeah. doing that, doing this your whole life. Emotionless. Emotionless. Yeah. So freedom. So what do you mean by emotionless? Like, uh, like, because when I'm trading now, I have a lot of emotions to my money because I don't have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but when you, you know, if you don't have any emotions, it makes it a lot easier to 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 see things because you don't have that in the back of your head. All right. So you're not uh, you're not letting your emotions affect the decisions yeah. that you make. Yep. So freedom for you would be being able to do this type of work without having the emotions get involved, which would allow you to do it better. Right. What would it take for you then to have that type of freedom where you don't feel so emotionally motivated or uh, emotionally distracted? What would that? What would it take to to get to that level? What? Consistency. So if we if we were to assume that freedom e- equaled sort of financial freedom would be being able to do sort of whatever you wanted on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. what would that look like for you? What would financial freedom look like for me? So that you're you're it's, you're not you're not waking up um, worried about how you're going to make money. You can right. you can spend the day doing the kind of doing what you want to do. Now what would do. I be doing? Is what, what you're saying? What would you do? Yeah. Uh, lots of travel. Um, I would. Huh. I'd travel a lot for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'd travel. That's about all I know right now. Okay. All right, here we are. We we've got Sea Dog joining us. Woo-woo. Courtney is uh, Courtney's my first niece. Mm-hmm. How are you? Twenty eight now, Court? I am twenty eight. Wow, yes. twenty eight. The big two eight. Uh-huh. And so, Court, you live in Chicago. What do you do in Chicago? I am a user experience designer at a company called Centro. It's uh, an advertising agency slash technology company. And what kind of so user experience? What kind mm-hmm. of what kind of work are you doing? So I work with end users, which would be the people using the applications that we're building, and I find out what they need in the product to get their job done in the ad tech world, and then I help get those products built. Do you enjoy doing this? I do enjoy this. Why? What is it about the work that you enjoy? Um, I think, actually, a big part of it is probably the company that I work for and the people that I work with. Um, it's a definitely an environment of you're able to screw up, you're able to mentor people, you're able to be mentored, um, you're able to speak up in situations where maybe you, you feel like you're the low man on the totem pole, but really every voice and opinion is heard. Um, there's a lot of problem solving that needs to be done, which I've always loved. And then on the actual like work aspect side of it, um, I think I just really enjoy finding out the you know the problems that people are having and finding solutions for them, and then actually seeing them their lives or their work improve because of what we've been able to build them. 
It sounds like a pretty amazing culture there. Mm-hmm. A very great culture at the company. Yeah. So, <clears throat> were you surprised that you found yourself in this kind of work? Yes. Not surprised that I found myself at a company like this because I think that's what I've always been really attracted to. Um, but surprised that I was able to find both something that I liked in an industry that a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe, um, I would have never been able to guess I would be involved in. What did you think? Now, go back go back to 18-year-old Courtney. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have given 18-year-old Courtney at this point? Mm-hmm. What would you As tell 28-year-old, you, what, what would I tell my 18-year-old Yeah, what would you tell self? your 18-year-old self, yeah? When you graduate from college, you will probably change jobs a few times, and that's okay. Um, It really, what you graduate with doesn't necessarily matter all that much. Um, What you choose to do first doesn't matter all that much, and it's not a race to get to your the profession you think that you're supposed to be in or the paycheck that you think you're supposed to get. It's definitely a journey, and, you know, there's probably not a destination. <laughs> yeah. So what does what does you, what does 28-year-old Courtney, um, when you think of <clears throat> being free, having a sense of freedom in your life, what would that mean? Um, I would say the ability to, for, I guess, like, to be able to do a lot of the things that you want to do and to also be who you are in every situation. Um, but on top of that, I would also say that my freedom is also reliant upon other people being able to have freedom, so other people to also be able to feel that way as well. Um, I don't necessarily feel happy or free if other people don't also have that same ability or freedom to do so. Do I need to speak directly? No, you're good. I mean, just speak normally. It'll pick you up. Uh, so I'm here with Cooper Randolph right now. Cooper is one of my nephews. Coop, uh, what, 21 right now? 19. 19, 19 Cooper. And, and you're, you're, you're in St. Louis? Coop, what are you doing in St. Louis right now? Uh, I'm working at Outback Steakhouse. I'm a server there. Yep. All right, so you just moved back into town. You did a, a semester of college down yeah. in Florida. Yep. Tell me about that experience. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it just, uh, it was in Daytona, or it was in Deland, Florida, and it just wasn't really the right fit, so I chose to go elsewhere. And you did, you did some real estate for a few months? Yeah, I did some real estate in Virginia, and I really enjoyed the profession and the industry. Just So what is it about real estate that you enjoy? Um, honestly, I just like helping people achieve the goal of like finding their house because one of the most gratifying moments while I was there was the closing of my only transaction. Well, I was there, I was in the industry for three months and I had one closing and it was a family actually that had just moved here a couple years ago, uh, like two or three years ago from Puerto Rico and you know, uh, they didn't really know what they were doing and they were just really excited about a house and you know, at the day of closing, it was really cool to see all the kids and both of the uh, parents who v- spoke very little English, mm-hmm. just the excitement that they had to be able to, you know, f- they had a goal of finding a property that they could afford and also were excited about moving into and I was able to help them find that. So 
that's one of the things that I enjoyed most about my, my time there. And so now you're back in, in St. Louis. What's, uh, what are you working on? What's, what's your plan? Um, I'm going to be going back to school in the fall um, at Merrimack, which is in St. Louis. And I'm going to be working at uh, Outback Steakhouse as a server as well. Um, and I think uh, I think at some point, uh, you know, I'll go, go back into the industry of, you know, real estate, just probably not right now. Mm-hmm. What, el- what else are you looking to sort of get out of school as far as whether it's career or professional? What are you interested in? Um... I want to be a business owner of some kind, and I haven't really found exactly what it is that is my niche yet, but I do know that I want to be self-employed because I like that, I like that, um, the drive that comes with that and the ability to create your own schedule and do what you want in your, in your own life instead of being, you know, asking to do things. Where do you, someone else. Where do you think that, that that motivation for you came from? Um, Everyone's listening to Cooper's conversation right now. There's about 15 people, so it got really quiet all of a sudden. Wait, what was the question again? Where did that motivation come from for you to feel like you wanted to kind of be your own boss, work for yourself? Um... I mean, partially from my dad, because my dad is a self-employed business owner himself. So a lot of the things that he taught me growing up have, have stuck, and I and I see how awesome it is to be able to, you know, get up every morning and decide, you know, what your day is going to look like instead of having to be told what to do by someone else. All right, we are here with another one of my nieces spencer uh from st louis spence how are we doing today i'm doing well thanks good spence uh today's fourth of july when you think of freedom for you what would it mean to be free in your life having endless opportunities and um ways that i can be unique and express myself uh when you think of how you most ideally want to express yourself what does that look like I love to do hair, so I want to um, be creative in that aspect and open my own salon someday. What are you doing right now to prepare yourself in that direction? Well, um, I'm still in college, but when I get out, I'm going to go to beauty school. As for right now, I've been doing a lot of um, my friend's hair, a lot of the times for the high school proms and events, I'll do hair and just charge like a small fee, but it's mostly just for my own portfolio and constantly going to beauty schools having them do my hair and kind of picking their brain and just getting more insight on the industry so what is it about uh sort of doing hair and having a hair salon that excites you i love to make people feel good about themselves and i think that for women hair is a big part of kind of like how they look and how they feel about their overall look so i love to be creative and creativity mixed with just like Getting to see people's reaction to how good that they look when they're done is very satisfying to me. So what, what do you think, what, what's the biggest obstacle that sort of that you need to deal with to that would prevent this from happening? Um, I think probably just pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and not being afraid to deal with people who might be more complicated or picky, I guess, because I tend to be sensitive, so getting a thicker skin when it comes to dissatisfaction, maybe, from time to time. 
What would it look like for you to get outside your comfort zone? I think it would just be to have extremely difficult clients that I have to just figure out a way to make them happy or dealing with a situation where I don't make someone happy and how to fix that without being um, afraid to try the same technique again on somebody else. Have you have you had any any experiences where you've you've had to kind of deal with that type of feedback? Yeah, I was doing someone's hair um, not too long ago, and they asked me to do a certain style, and they showed me a picture, and I felt like I did exactly what they wanted, but they didn't like it, and it ended up taking me about four different tries to get them to be somewhat happy, and even in the end, I didn't feel like they were overall very satisfied. So it kind of it was kind of an unfortunate situation, but. I just felt like it was a learning curve for me because I've always been used to people being satisfied with me. So how do you deal with like not pleasing people all the time? So how do you deal with not pleasing people all the time? <laughs> uh, I think in that situation, at first I was a little annoyed because I thought they were kind of high maintenance. But oh, like once I left and started thinking about it, I was just thinking about how maybe I could have listened better to what they were looking for or maybe just you're not always going to be able to please everybody so you just have to do your best and then call it a day and not think not look back on it so you like helping people feel good about themselves and bailey likes people feeling good about themselves Mm -hmm. through their teeth yeah so yours is through the hair hers is through the teeth maybe you guys need to partner up maybe yeah yeah, maybe. And get your hair done at the same time. Yeah. That would be perfect. And Mike can can exchange your money. Yeah, catch, you can catch some pips for us in the meantime. All right, thanks, Spence. Thank you. All right, so right now we're out here with, uh, with Bryn, Savannah, and Tegan. Uh, all three of them are in high school. Well, Tegan's going to be in high school now, right, Teagues? I'm going to be a freshman. All right, so we have a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior, junior. sitting here. So girls, all right, so tell me uh, for each of you, like, what, what is the most exciting thing in your life right now? Um, I'd probably say the most exciting thing is soccer. Why? Um, I just really enjoy playing it, and my team, I have really bonded with my team this year. So you played, uh, you played JV, uh, JV for, for Powers this year. Yep. And so what is it about your team that you really enjoyed? Um, we really just get along very well together, and we all know how, like, um, each other play. So it's very, like, easy to play together, I guess. Our chemistry is very good. All right. Now, Bryn, you were a freshman this year at Flushing yeah. and had a really good varsity season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so what would what what would what did you like about your season? Um, I liked that, like I got to meet a lot of new people since I was with a bunch of um, upperclassmen, and so I felt like I fit in more in the school because I knew like the older kids and like um, I just liked how they like pulled me in like and made me their friend when I was younger. So they didn't they didn't make you feel like uh, the lowly freshman. No. They didn't they didn't haze you or no. <laughs> make you do stupid stuff. No, they were very nice. That's good. That's good. Now what's the most exciting thing for you right now, Bryn? I was also going to say soccer since I had like a really good season. I just feel like that was really exciting for me. All right. Now Tegan, who's going to be a freshman in high school, what are you most excited about right now? Um Probably volleyball because um, 
I have started to like that for the past two years and really gotten into it and have actually joined a travel team this past year and joined a sand volleyball league in the summer and hopefully the tryouts are coming up soon for Powers um, Volleyball and hopefully I, I make it. And so I'm excited to see where that leads me. All right, so if you, if you guys took, you guys are all athletes, you guys have played sports your whole life. Mm -hmm. If you took sports out of your life right now, what would get you excited to get out of bed every morning? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Family and friends? Yeah, probably friends. my family. All right, and so, okay, you get out of bed every morning, you're like, hey, family. Now, and friends. Friends are fun. All right. Yeah. All right, so so what, what, does, what does that look like? You're... <clears throat> You're no longer spending hours each week practicing uh, for a sport. What are you doing with your time? Hanging out with my friends and family, probably. Being out on the lake. All right. Stuff. You're lucky. Yeah, probably like enjoying the outdoors more. Okay. Getting outside, being more active. Okay. When you when you think about um, when you guys are you guys are most excited or most <clears throat> feeling like at peace with life, like what's going on? Um, when I've been up here, up north, I've felt the happiest I've felt in a long time because I get to be with my family, which some, some of them I haven't seen in a long time, some I haven't seen like in longer times, and we all get to be together now, and it's happy to, for us all to be together again. So that's when I've been the happiest lately. Okay. I'm the happiest when I have good grades. <laughs> like when I get my report card back and I have a good, like, and I'm like okay with all my grades and stuff. That's when I'm like peaceful and like not stressed anymore. Okay, Savannah. And I'd probably say like when school gets out, it's a lot less stressful because school is really stressing me out recently. But yeah, summer is very relaxing for me. Okay, so you guys, you guys, each of you fill in the blank. So. Um, so for me, I feel the most free when I blank. I'm the most free when I what? I feel the most free. I feel the most free when I'm playing soccer. Um, I feel the most free when I am probably up north. Okay. Um, I feel the most free when I'm either out on the court playing volleyball or up north of my entire family. Okay. And so now the next question is, I feel the most distracted or anxious when I blank. I probably feel most anxious when it's like a busy week at school and I have a lot going on that week with sports and school and grades and that's when I feel most anxious. Um, I'd say I get most distracted or anxious like right before exam week. It is very say. stressful for me and yeah, I get distracted a lot with my phone. <laughs> yeah. yes. I was gonna also say exam week, like during the test I get distracted a lot, like it's hard for me to finish the test and stuff. So what, what do you guys do? What's your tactic um, when you get distracted or when you get anxious? What's your tactic for finding peace? I would say putting my phone down, because once I like put my phone out of the room or whatever, I feel like I can actually focus more on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So probably putting away social media. Yeah, like if I'm watching TV and I have my phone by me and I ha know I have stuff to do, I just turn it off and like I put everything away out of sight so I can't see it. 
and I just tell myself, just finish this and you can get that when you're done. And it's kind of like a reward that you can see your phone after you're done with everything that you've been doing. <laughs> so um, I know phones are a big distraction. They're a big distraction for me. Do you think, or do you, for yourself, does your phone bring you a greater sense of joy or a greater sense of anxiety or, or distraction? For sure, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Well, joy too, but mostly anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right, so why anxiety? Because I feel like when I'm not on it, I'm like missing something big or like, and so that like gives me anxiety. And then like when I am on it and there's nothing happening, I'm like bored and I don't know what to do. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. same way. So, if you're if if the if it brings you a greater sense of anxiety, would you guys be pumped if like the whole cell phones, iPhones, smartphones, if, if they just went away for everybody? Yes, I would. I if would. Ev- like if everyone didn't have it, it'd be way yeah. better. But if if people had it and like I didn't, then I would be kind of like more stressed about it. But if everyone got rid of it, yeah, then I that'd would. actually be yeah, cool. I'd feel like that would be like. People would bond more, have more conversations instead of having their phone by them and checking it every second. Have you guys ever like gone to a party or, or gone somewhere where everyone's like, everyone put your phones or hide your phones or get rid of your phones so mm-hmm. it's it's yeah, it's actually. not a temptation for anybody? Yes. Yeah, how does that feel? It's a lot better. Everyone's more talkative and not like looking down, I guess. Mm-hmm. People are actually like focusing on the people that are with them instead of the people that are on their phone. All right. Well, we've got Brooke, Brooke that's hanging out by the table now. Brooke is also going to be a freshman this year. So for you, Brooke, is the phone a distraction or does it bring you more joy? It's probably more of a distraction. Yeah. What's what's the most uh, anxious thing about the phone when it comes to... <clears throat> Is it is it is it missing a text? Is it missing uh, the social media stuff? Is it what's what's the what's the greatest sense of anxiety that it brings? Probably both. Um, yeah, I don't know. Text messages and um, like the whole social media deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Both is kind of yeah. like the feeling that a I factor. feel like. Oh, I know I'm missing something and I can't look at it. Is what brings me anxiety. <laughs> So if you guys could do one thing in your life right now, every day, for five minutes a day, that would bring you more peace, one thing that you could do every day for five minutes a day that would bring you more peace, what would it be? Um, I'd probably say I'd like turn the TV off, put my phone away, and I'd go outside by the lake and like just pick up a book maybe and start reading. Could bring like, more peace okay. than my phone. Awesome. What do you guys think? I don't know. Sit in silence. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. I don't of, know. It's very peaceful. So some reflective <laughs> silence. Five mm-hmm. minutes of reflective silence. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna say like color or something. Like do something that I don't usually do and like get away from like everyone and just like color. All right. Nice. Because <laughs> it's mindless. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brooke? Probably just turn off my phone. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you guys all agreed turning off your phone is part of the bringing a sense yeah. of peace. Yes. What's preventing you guys from doing that for five minutes a day? I mean, I don't know. Nothing's I just really feel, preventing Nothing's us. preventing me from you doing it for do five it. minutes. Yeah. I just... I'm just don't. like, okay, I don't have to do it, so why would I yeah. do it? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I should start doing it. Well, yeah. 
I know sometimes I try and like throw my phone in my room and like come upstairs and stuff, but then you know like I'll like uh, like, like hear a ding. What, what am I missing? Yeah. What am I missing? You'll like hear a ding and you're like, yeah. oh, I gotta get to that text. I gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good guys. Thanks. Thanks for your uh, thanks for your answers. You're welcome. All right, now we're sitting here with uh, with Sawyer Grow, who is actually it's his birthday today. Sawyer, how it old is. are we today? The big two one. The big two one. That's a that's a uh, that's a seminal birthday. It is. Yeah, you only turn twenty one once. Right. Unlike the other ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the, the big twenty one. <laughs> happy birthday! And Thank so, you very Sawyer, much. you're gonna be. Uh, you're going to be a senior in college this year, right? I am. Yeah, I, I go to Principia College. And so, what do you what do you uh, what are you studying? Uh, what's your major? Uh, business administration. I have a minor in mathematics. Okay, so business ad and a minor in mathematics. So, exactly. so you're a smart guy. Kinda. Uh, when, it comes, when, so. when we talk about academia, those that would be like you say, oh, he's a smart guy. I don't know if I threw you in the street to Harlem. I don't know if you're a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, but you grew up not. internationally. Tell us about your your international up, up uh, upraising. Okay. Well, uh, I was born in. Born in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. I was there for nine years. Then I moved to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I was there for seven years. Then I moved to to St. Louis for my last two years of high school. And I was actually born overseas because my dad is a businessman. He he uh, started his his own business over there. It's a textile distribution company based in Tokyo, and he's since expanded throughout Eastern and Southeastern Southeastern Asia. So, yeah, that's why we were over there. And I have two brothers and a sister, and we were all born over there. Uh, same hospital, same room, actually. No kidding. In, in Tokyo, yeah. So, so born in Tokyo, so spent time in Tokyo, then Malaysia, then St. Louis. Exactly, yeah. What, uh, what was the biggest adjustment about coming and living full-time in the U.S.? In the U.S.? Well, there wasn't really a huge adjustment because almost every summer and, and some Christmases, we would come back to visit family because yeah. my parents are American. So... I, I kind of knew what to expect, but I guess one big thing was just the freedom. You know, you can just walk outside and be safe. Whereas in Malaysia, it's it's a bit more dangerous, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're white, because people think that you have money. You know. Yeah. yeah. Whereas here in the U.S., there's a lot of white people, and it's normal to be white or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, just the freedom, I guess. What, what kind of perspective do you have actually growing up in, in two very, very different cultures, Tokyo and then Malaysia? What, uh, uh, what would be the favorite thing that you took from each, from each culture? So Tokyo first. Okay. Well, in Japan, I, I really liked how it was very um, structured. There's a, an, a, there's a set order for everything. They're very polite, very proper. They would bow every time you walked in the yeah. room or anything. And just all, all the signs, it's very organized, and I, I'm really kind of like a, a detailed person, so yeah. that really <clears throat> fit well with me. But then in Malaysia, it's that, that like the opposite. It was very laxed and very laid back. Uh, people didn't really care about anything. <laughs> so so time, timing was more of a suggestion than a... Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a nice change. Um, yeah, so that was that was really cool. So so in Tokyo you like the structure, but in Malaysia you also liked it a little bit more of a, a laid back. So so yeah. sort of enjoying, kind of finding the balance between the two. Yeah, but and and also in Malaysia it's very diverse. It's, it's a big like melting pot of cultures. There's Indians, Chinese, uh, Thai, a lot of Europeans, many Americans too, some Australians. So. You, you, you really get to meet and get to know a lot of people from a lot of different places. So that was cool. 
and when it when it comes to sort of meeting new people and and uh, uh, sort of understanding or being uh, sort of uh, uh, I guess um, tolerant of other people's views, um, I imagine growing up in, in in pretty diverse areas kind of gives you a different perspective. Yeah, I, I really learned to accept people and just to understand that there are differences. You know, people aren't aren't going to be the same as you. So just learn to accept, and that's one thing that I, th I think I've been. Or I've gotten to be pretty good at just accepting people. What do you think would be uh, for for Americans, or you know, especially American youth who have grown up and pretty much been in America their whole life? What's what would be sort of the biggest misconception you think uh, that American might have of some of these other cultures that you need to sort of experience to understand? I think many Americans view other cultures as being wrong or just being weird. Like, for example, uh, one summer, I, I believe I was probably 12 years old or something, I, I came back to the U.S. to visit my cousins and stuff, and one of their friends asked me, so in Malaysia, uh, is your house, is, is, are you like in trees, like in, in, in the forest? Yeah. I was like, no, it, it's a big city that's developed or developing. So I guess these people just don't know. Yeah. And I think the schools can do a better job of helping to, to educate students or uh, people about different cultures and, you know, third world countries and stuff like that. So. What do you feel like you learned most about yourself by growing up uh, in, in different countries? Huh. Learned most about myself. I guess, like, like I mentioned before, just learning to accept people. Mm -hmm. And also to, to get out of your comfort zone, you know, because there's a lot of opportunities to try new things, try new foods, uh, meet new people, go, have a lot of different experiences. Um, yeah, so there's times where you'll, you'll be tested and you'll be pushed out of your comfort zone. And that's one thing I learned. Yeah, and, and, and having to actually deal with that. Yeah, because if you don't, then it'll be a terrible time. <laughs> So, so moving forward as you get older and get out of school and, and kind of get into a professional career, is there any desire to sort of want to live internationally or do you want to stay in the U.S.? I think I, I would love to live overseas again. Um, it was a great experience, a very rich experience. And I, I love to raise kids over there. Maybe not all the way to the length that I did until mm -hmm. I was like 15 or 16 years old, but I know from a young age it was, it was very good and I really, uh, I guess, developed pretty well and is there a particular country or region that that you would most like to raise your kids in well I, I, I've never been to Europe or Africa or, or Australia yeah so, so, I, so between Tokyo and Malaysia which culture would you most want to raise your kids in and why uh, Japan was pretty cool and very organized and I don't know and it, 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 it's just more developed so mm -hmm. I, I think that there'd be more opportunities for kids to grow and experience what they want to experience. And so what is, what's the summer, uh, the internship that you have right now? It's a data analyst <clears throat> internship at this um, kind of small data science firm, but, but they also do air traffic management. So they, they build and sell software to NASA or Boeing or airlines or uh, Federal a a Aviation Administration just to make air travel more efficient or safer. Or there's various projects that we do. So I've been doing that, and it involves math uh, knowledge. So that's one reason why I got the internship. 
It's been great so far. I've met a lot of cool people, got, got to network, and it's been great. Do you do you enjoy the the number crunching side of things? Kinda, yeah. There's times where it gets pretty tedious, but it's it's been good. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think you enjoy sort of mathematics so much? I enjoy it because there's one set answer. Two plus two is always going to equal four, you know. Yeah. Whereas English, I'm terrible at writing papers because there's it's so open. Yeah. I, I don't know what to write about, you know. I'm not, I'm not as creative. I'm more just. Uh, I guess pragmatic is yeah. Um, so yeah. So you got the you got the pragmatism of Tokyo, yet you've got the <laughs> laissez-faire, laid-back attitude of a Malaysian. True. <laughs> I guess that's, that's one way to see it. <laughs> so so what 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 excites you most when you when you kind of when you're in the zone when you're feeling your flow, uh, when you're most at peace? Um, what is it that you're doing? Huh. Well, I, I really love playing sports. I've played sports all my life. And being in the zone, like either, I, I'm a baseball pitcher, so being in the zone pitching where I'm, I'm just throwing my best pitches, I'm just hitting all my spots, you know, striking guys out. I love that, and that's when I'm most at peace, I feel like. Now, what part of your, what part of your personality do you think comes forth more in sports? Is it more of the structured mindset, or is it more of the uh, easygoing aspect? Uh, I feel like as a teammate, I'm pretty easygoing. You know, I've, I've heard, or I, I, I feel like I'm a good teammate. You know, I, I get along with most of my teammates and stuff. But uh, I feel like in sports, you kind of have to be not easygoing in some aspect when you're being uh, competitive. So I guess the uh, structured part just comes out in my sports. So when you're on, when you're on the mound pitching. <clears throat> What uh, what's your thought process? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? What's your what's your self talk sound like? I'm feeling very confident. I've been told that I I don't show any emotion up there, which is good because that doesn't show that I'm down or doesn't show that I'm super overly confident or anything. But my mindset is, is just thinking about the, the next pitch and thinking about how can I throw off this batter and get him to either ground out or pop out or, or strike out, you know. So always thinking about the, the next pitch and also thinking about what can I do to help my team win, you know. So, what do you? How do you uh, respond to to an outing where you just pitches just are not cooperating with with your intention of where you want them to go? So you're grinding a little bit. Yeah. How how does that affect? sort of um, how you mentally approach things? Well, I guess I just think back to, to a couple of, of my good starts. You know, I, I've had some really good ones. And I, I just think back to those and know, hey, I'm, I'm capable of doing this, so why why um, am I being like this? And I know that's not true about me. And not to be too CSE, but knowing that God has given me everything that, that I need to accomplish anything. And God has a plan for everything, so... It, if part of his plan is to have a bad outing, that's for a reason. I'll, I'll learn something for that, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll learn from it and take it away and apply it to my next outing. So even even in a bad outing, it's it's more about what did I learn from it compared exactly, to exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's important to not ever be down on yourself. And is, is that a mindset? Hang your head. Is that a mindset you've you feel like you've had most of your life? Yeah, I think so. And where do you think that came from? Um. I guess my experience overseas, you know, because there's been many times where I've done the wrong thing culturally. It might have been culturally insensitive, and I've learned from mm -hmm. it, and I, I've learned that I can't hold my head about it. 
Um, but yeah, I've kind of been forced to push myself and always learn and always just move on. Don't ever hold things for longer than you, than you have to. Awesome, man. Well, hey, well, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thanks, bud. Thanks for having me. There you have it, episode 41 of the Weekly Yap. That was the Freedom Dialogues. And uh, I just love hearing different insights and perspectives from all the different uh, uh, young people, from Shepard talking about heaven, all the way up to Sawyer talking about his background growing up in different cultures. And I loved the, uh, the four teenage girls talking about the distraction of their phones and their willingness to want to put the phones away, but how difficult it is when the, uh, that sense of pressure of missing out because everyone else has the phones as well. So, uh, uh, I thought that was extremely interesting as well. So there you have it. Episode 41, the freedom dialogues. And just a reminder to everyone that uh, my book, three words for getting unstuck, live yes. And is available on Amazon Kindle. Please check that out. If you have read it and you enjoyed it, please write a review for me, uh, and share it with friends. And, uh, hopefully it will help you and uh, the people you love get unstuck as well. So there you have it. Happy Independence Day, America. And to the rest of you out there, let's uh, embrace our own sense of freedom as well. Have a great yes and day.